Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 17, Broken Silence. I am excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you have always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. I would like to start the show off by making a correction from the last episode. Last week, I mistakenly stated the USFL season kicks off on April 22nd. That was incorrect. Their season begins on April 16th. Despite the six-day difference, I stand by all of my statements. Moving on with the show, we finally have some news. Hopefully the XFL fan base has calmed down a bit and are satisfied with these new developments. So let's get to it. On February 21st, XFL co-owners Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson ended the league's silence and made posts on their social media accounts regarding a significant development. The Rock's post included a press release and video. Here is what he said. Excited, I am motivated, and, um, and man, this one is humbling. I am so honored to be able to share this very big announcement with you guys that the XFL is officially collaborating with the NFL, the National Football League. And the whole idea about the XFL-NFL collaboration is to grow the game of football, the game that we all love, the game that we are passionate about. Now that the XFL is joining forces with the NFL with one goal in mind, which is innovation opportunities to advance the game of football. But in addition to you know the innovation opportunities, we're also looking to not only grow the game of football, but also uh, create opportunities for player development on and off the field. And as an XFL owner, as you guys know, my number one priority will always be the players and creating more opportunities for them. So we're just getting started. What a force to be reckoned with, the XFL and the NFL. I'll keep you guys posted. I love you guys. Here we go. I do not want to make a big deal out of this announcement. But to be fair, this is kind of a big deal. This is not just talks with the National Football League. It is a legitimate agreement with the National Football League. Moving forward, the two leagues will collaborate on select innovation programs to further expand the game of football and create increased opportunities for player development on and off the field. The focus will be on health and safety, to learn and innovate forward thinking in mental fitness programs for players, study of playing surfaces, equipment, game trends, and data. In addition, they will work together to foster further international football development and scouting as well as officiating, which will include the testing of new game rules with a focus on player protection, enhanced overall play, and new technologies to enhance officiating. 
National Football League Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent, addressed the collaboration agreement saying, and I quote, The XFL have shown us that innovation is one of its core principles. We are hopeful this relationship will support further development and improvements in the game of football at all levels. End quote. The XFL's press release included a quote from co-owner and chairwoman Danny Garcia, and I quote, We are extremely pleased to collaborate with the NFL in these important areas. We are bringing forward an XFL that is progressive and forward-thinking when it comes to innovation, leveraging the newest technology to enhance in-game access. Sharing insights and practices between the XFL and NFL will do a tremendous amount of good for the game of football and support the player ecosystem overall. End quote. Later in the day, Mark Ross, the XFL's Executive Vice President of Football Operations, made a guest appearance on the NFL Network to discuss the collaboration agreement. Here is a clip from that interview. Yes, I've been a part of the XFL's Executive Vice President of Football Ops for the last couple of months and really proud to be a, a part of what's going on and, and the energies that are going on. And as The Rock mentioned there, yeah, we have a nice relationship, a collaboration with the NFL that we've been working on for the past few months, the Football Ops Department and Troy Vincent on player safety. Physically, mentally, uh, some some equipment issues, some equipment developments, technology developments, officiating and rules developments that we're kind of collaborating on and, t- and talking about uh, trying to just evolve the game and have the best practices for the player experience, for the player development, uh, for the player development, not only in state-wise, but also some international developments and collaborations that we've been been working on and will continue to work on. So I think it's an exciting uh opportunity for us, the XFL, for also the NFL to, hey, let's do some things. Let's work with some things with the XFL that we've been wanting to do, but you guys can really sink your teeth into it and get it done for us. So I think it's an exciting uh, collaboration all the way around, Patrick. Like I have previously stated, this is a big deal. Although this agreement is only for the exchange of information, It accomplishes what no other American alternative professional football league could, some sort of partnership with the National Football League. I was watching ESPN's Greeny when news broke of this partnership. I share this not because you care what I was doing, but it just goes to show how big this agreement is. It was treated as breaking news. Think about it. This news received airplay all over significant sport agencies and networks which included Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, ESPN, Fox News, NBC's Pro Football Talk, NFL Network, Pat McAfee Show, Sportico, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, and Yahoo Sports, just to mention a few. Yes, you heard me correctly. I mentioned Fox News. The USFL's parent company's own networks were discussing and providing airplay of the XFL and National Football League partnership. Heck, even celebrities such as Ice Cube tweeted about the news of the agreement, and he has almost 6 million followers. This just goes to show the power and reach the National Football League provides. My point is, this move costs the XFL absolutely nothing. The league has always had a primary focus on innovating the game of football. This partnership will not change what we saw in 2020. What this agreement does is allow for their information to be shared with the National Football League, and in return, they receive a boost in affiliation and name recognition. 
Look at all the press they received from this announcement. There was so much buzz that it dwarfed all of the USFL's announcement drops from the previous week and their draft, which was the following day. Again, that is the power that the National Football League's badge provides. In addition, this announcement opens the doors to millions of football fans who previously looked down upon professional alternative football. Now a good amount of two good diehards have been provided with a stamp of approval to give the XFL a shot. Then, on February 22nd and 23rd, that other professional spring football league held its draft. As expected, 34 former XFL players were selected in the USFL draft. As of now, due to their draft, here is a list of XFL alums who will not be available for the XFL's player combine in June. It will be highly unlikely that we will see the following XFL alums return for the 2023 season. D.C. Defenders wide receiver Eli Rogers, linebacker Scooby Wright, cornerback William Likely, New York Guardians defensive end Kevon Walker, defensive tackle Toby Johnson, linebacker Dewan Hines, linebacker Frank Ginda, cornerback Jamar Summers, safety Javon Eskew Henry, St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback Jordan Ta'amu, offensive lineman Bruno Regan, wide receiver Jordan Lastly, cornerback David Rivers, the Tampa Bay Vipers running back Devon Smith, tight end Nicholas Truesdell, offensive lineman Marquise Lucas, with the Dallas Renegades, wide receiver Jeff Bidette, kicker Austin McGinnis, with the Houston Renegades, wide receiver Ray Bolden, offensive lineman Avery Ginzi, offensive lineman Juwan Bushell Bitte, offensive lineman Terry Poole, safety Corey Brown, safety Trey Elston, and with the Los Angeles Wildcats, running back Larry Rose, offensive lineman Damon Mama, linebacker Tawan Jones, cornerback Bradley Salev, safety Jack Tocho, long snapper Ryan Navarro. And lastly, with the Seattle Dragons, running back Trey Williams, offensive lineman Isaiah Battle, cornerback Channing Stribling, and cornerback Derek Jones. Of course, this list can grow before the combine. After all, the USFL have a supplemental draft, which will be held at a later date. In addition, there is a decent number of XFL alums plying their trade Canadian Football League teams in the upcoming 2022 season. We'll have to wait to see if those players will remain with their Canadian teams or will become free agents. Also, on February 24th, XFL Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Doug Whaley made a guest appearance on the Beyond the Helmet show, hosted by Steve McGrath. During the interview, the conversation shifted to Whaley's role with the XFL. Here is a segment of that conversation. Doug, I know I can't ask a whole bunch about the XFL, but you are the Senior VP of Player Personnel uh, as they're getting ready to relaunch and have games being played again. Can you just speak a little bit about um, what this role is going to be? Uh, obviously, you bring a tremendous amount of knowledge to the table, but uh, I'm just curious, you know, going from uh, a team's GM to now a league's VP of player personnel, how, how does that sort of change now when you're looking at, I would imagine, the caliber of people across the entire league as opposed to the one organization? It's 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 different, and it's a great, I love a new challenge, and 
the way the the basis of of the role is anything that touches the player and a player life cycle i i will be overseeing now the main part of it will be populating the player pool for each individual team to uh, assess and evaluate for their draft so instead of looking at okay we have a 4-3 and we're running a spread offense let's find players for that i'm looking at okay i need to make sure that there's players in this player pool that can play 4-3 3-4 outside linebackers or 4-3 dns and just stocking it for every type of system that our teams may employ so that's that's the major difference but the other thing that uh adds to this role is okay let's talk about a day in the life of a player from when he gets up to go when he goes to bed how is that and let's make sure we structure that so he can optimize his ability on the football field and not have to worry about a bunch of extraneous things that may affect him so that okay let's talk about contracts how can we structure these contracts so it's most advantageous we can get the best guys out there that want to play in our league but also know that if they play well then they have options to go do something else so those are the type of things that make this job very exciting and new and challenging that's awesome i i, I mean you you bring such an incredible you know amount of experience to the table not just as an nfl gm but you were also the football ops guy for the, the, the 2020 season. So, I mean, it's, you're the perfect guy for the job. I, I can't wait for when games start to get played. I, I, I was excited to see, you know, what the initial product was and obviously it's only heading in the right direction. So it'll be fun. I can't wait for it. I appreciate that. And that's our whole goal is if you're a fan of football, you should love more football. And we're just going to be a piece of the football ecosystem for players coaches, administrators, video directors, anybody that is part of this football ecosystem, here's another outlet for you to live out your dream. And that's what we're trying to uh, offer people. I think this is an interesting conversation and it provides a glimpse of what Doug Whaley's role is responsible for and how the pre-draft process is approached. For those who may not be aware, Whaley held a similar role with XFL's 2.0. Therefore, he has the experience with league player pool preparation. Despite the spring football competition this time around, I believe it is safe to say that Whaley's previous experience will be beneficial in the XFL's preparation and the league will have plenty of talent for the 2023 season. I am aware of people's concerns of the overall player pool of talent. For me, this is a non-issue. Every year, hundreds of collegiate players leave and enter the real world. Adding those players with a large number of players released by the National Football League teams provides a significant number of players, many more than the USFL can sign. Therefore, fans should not be concerned about the talent pool. I would like to take a moment to share some information. I believe in being transparent and upfront with those who have made this show a success and worthwhile which is you, the listeners. I appreciate your patronage. This week, I have a medical procedure coming up. Although it is not life-threatening, it is a surgical procedure. The extent of it is unknown, and it could entail some downtime for me. I know the timing 
of such a procedure is not ideal for the host of a show with significant news on the horizon. With the not-so-distant future uncertain, I have prepared next week's episode in advance. Doing so eliminates my ability to provide any potential news that may break. The episode will include a previously recorded discussion I had with Bert Tierce. The interview came a bit off the rails, and it is just two XFL fans having a conversation about the XFL and what we think could happen in 2023. I am hopeful in doing so. It will provide me with the appropriate time to recover and then record a current episode to address any news that may have broken since my absence. So, my fingers are crossed. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback, so do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts, and if you do so, your comments just might make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you are interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, for 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.